this is the Boring Sports Podcast, where four lifelong friends discuss sports for no apparent reason. All right, welcome, <laughs> welcome back to the Boring Sports Podcast, take two. Um, so this is a uh, kind of a historic day for us at the podcast. Um, I always like to give a little update on on the progress of the podcast, and I don't know if we've been contacted by any um, sponsors yet, but I know that we have made it into another country. We're the United Kingdom, um, so thank you to all of our listener um, in the United Kingdom, and uh, we got a few listeners in Guernsey as well. So thanks again, Guernsey. We appreciate you. Uh, much love. So um, let's just let's just jump right into it. Uh, anything on anyone's mind that they they really want to talk about right now? I got something. I, I can't remember if we've discussed this already. It is not one of the things I know we've discussed, but have we discussed the movie Rudy? No. So I just want to throw this out there. I, I feel like I'll get a little bit of support here. Um, Rudy is a terrible movie. Rudy <laughs> is an awful character. His story's not inspiring. The true story is not inspiring. The actor who plays Rudy's terrible. And it's a dumb, boring sports movie, and I'll never watch it again. Um, when did you come to these conclusions? I've known it all along, but I just saw a picture of it when I was on Yahoo the other day, and I I was remi- I was reminded how much I hate that movie. Um, you know, I really like Samwise Gamgee. What's, What's his name? Sean 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 Astin. Is yeah. that the character? Yeah, I like him. He's good. Well, not a lot of producers were fighting over him to be their lead actor in oh. future movies. Well, I'm back. Yeah. I got lost. Sorry. We're just talking about Rudy. Josie's um, just talking about how uh, he hates the movie Rudy. Oh. Uh, why do you hate the movie Rudy, Josie? uninspiring boring no no plot the highlight of the film is he gets in for one down that gets like two yards isn't he a defensive player yeah i don't think he gets any yards he he sacks the guy he sacks the quarterback yeah maybe you haven't seen the film i think that he gets in i haven't seen the film and i'll (laughs) never see the film (laughs) for those reasons for those reasons I think it's a great film. As no of plot. course you do. <laughs> From what I've heard. Wait. <laughs> I'm not, see, I'm so not have interested. You, have have you not seen the movie then? <laughs> no, I've never seen the movie. I'll never see it. <laughs> oh, man. What, what is your favorite sports film? That's a good question. Um Mine would be Remember the Titans for sure. Of course. That is a cliche answer, Nils. Real original. Why? It's it's a phenomenal movie. It's phenomenal. Sure. Sure. It's a good movie, but don't be afraid to speak outside the lines. I don't need to. That's that one did it for me. You said the what's your favorite? I'm telling you my favorite. It doesn't need to be outside the lines. I mean, you got a lot of options. I, I'm a big fan of Glory Road, big fan of Coach Carter. Um, yeah, sure. I like Remember the Titans as well. Um, have you ever seen 
seen um, the Little Giants. Yeah, not impressed. Icebox. Yeah, what about the what about the Mighty Ducks? No. What about the Big Green? Oh, the Big Green's good. Does the Sandlot count as a sports movie? Of course it does. Because that's another phenomenal one. Sandlot's good. What about uh? I find myself really leaning to uh the fighting genres like Warrior, or big fan of Warrior Creed. Big what fan about of the Rockies? All the Rockies. Rocky, yeah, the Rockies are good. Have you guys ever seen The Fighter? I've not seen no. The Fighter. With Mark Wahlberg and um, Christian Bale. It's against my religion. No. <laughs> Isn't Warrior the same? No, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it is. I don't think so. What's the what's that movie? What's that Disney movie? Um, I think Kevin Costner and he's a, becomes a cross country coach. Yeah, we got a PG thirteen. Mm, I don't know. You know what, what I'm talking Build about? Dreams. Build of Dreams is a is a classic. I uh, can't say I like it. It's baseball. No, I but... don't like it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Build of Dreams at all. What about Forty Two? Oh, that's good. I like 42. You know, the fact that Moneyball is probably a top three baseball movie ever made um, should show you that's how boring baseball is, that we would rather watch people doing math than playing yeah. baseball. I'm a big fan yeah, of the, bu- the business of it's great. The business part of the movie is great. The, the, dude, the main character doesn't even watch a game the whole time. <laughs> he watches zero games in the film. Another good one is Foxcatcher. You guys will have not seen Foxcatcher. I've seen Foxcatcher. It's a a great movie. Steve Carell does a great job. Great movie. I've seen it, Elder. Did you like it? It's all right. It's a pretty good movie. I think it comes as no surprise it's about wrestling, which is why Niels has seen it, and he suggested no one else had. Well, that is exactly right. It is about wrestling, and it's a true story, and it's quite, quite sad. Well, enough about wrestling. Um, let's let's get into let's get into to some real sports. There's been a lot of things going on in the sports world. Um, for our listeners in Utah, for our listeners in Guernsey, for our listeners everywhere, um, there's been a lot of big NBA action going on. Um, and I don't want to steal the spotlight because that's not really my role. I I more facilitate stuff, but I would be curious to um get your thoughts on some of these these uh recent nba moves and and utah jazz moves but um nils let's let's turn the time over to you i'll let you um do your thing and we'll kind of go from there yeah go ahead oh go ahead as i say i really don't have a thing i mean we haven't done this podcast for several weeks and there's plenty to talk about without me having to give a topic i mean i just obviously all that's going on in the nba there's a lot that needs to be discussed Wherever you want to start, I'll start. Per usual. Kevin Durant's a dirtbag. No, I, no I've, I've prepared enough. Kevin Durant is a pile of trash. I, Ke- Kevin Durant, in my mind, is what's a problem with the league. And, and I guess it's not just Kevin Durant, though. It's like I hate that you can become a star player and just force your way out of teams. Just You have four years on your contract, and you're going to be able to still force your way out. He's going to go to Phoenix or Miami. He is definitely going to one of those two. So he's going to get whatever he wants. What's the point of a contract? 
But yeah, that's my why point. Does, why? Why will the why will the Nets cater to him? Why don't they send well, the him reason, to Orlando? Well, here's the problem. Like, if you're Orlando, here, here's my reasoning to that. If if you're a GM in, of an NBA team, you got to keep good rapport with other NBA teams. So if Durant has a wish list, he's probably told you, like, look, I'm not going to stay anywhere but these places. So Orlando comes calling. Orlando's willing to trade away their entire, you know, everything they got to get Kevin Durant. And if you're the GM of Brooklyn, you have to be honest and be like, look, if you take this guy, he's not going to play for you. He's going to pull Anthony Davis on you and sit on the bench. It's it's not going to be worth it to you. I don't think any team is honestly going to be willing to take that risk when they when it's laid out like that. So he's going to end up getting what he wants because he's going to force it. So, I mean, I think these teams obviously contact the player's agent when they're interested in a trade and say, you know, will like what he's what is his interest in coming here? Will he, what he's right extension, things like that. This one's a little unique because he's got four years left. So, I, I mean, remember, I mean, Toronto did this with Kawhi. Kawhi wanted to go to the Clippers. Toronto said, "We know we want he wants to go to the Clippers. He's got one year left. We're going to trade for him anyway." They got him for one year, won a championship, and let him go on his way. Um, so I mean. I think that there is a play there maybe for some team to be, hey, like, all right, we're going to keep you under contract for four years. If you don't want to play, then you're not going to get paid for four years of your prime years of your career. By the time your contract's up, you're going to be, what, 37 or something, 36? And your legacy's And that could happen. I think there is more weight, like there is more leverage from the teams than maybe we give credit. That, that may be, but I just – it's – here's my worry. I really don't care about Kevin Durant so much as I worry about the chain effect that happens. So, like, let's take a player like Donovan Mitchell, for example. Like, is Donovan Mitchell an all-star? Sure. Is he a superstar? No, he's not proven that he's a superstar. But in his mind, he thinks he's that big of a deal, right? So, when you have these other players that are like a DeMar DeRozan or a, or a Donovan Mitchell, you know, maybe kind of like a second-tier group of players – do they now see what Durant's doing and do they now start trying to dictate their own thing too? And then we get, I mean, if Donovan Mitchell asks for a trade, even if the jazz stand their ground and say, no, that's not beneficial for anybody. It's, it makes for a lot of drama in the locker room. I, so that's my bigger worry. My bigger worry is when you have the top athletes in a sport doing it, the chain effect of the ones that want to follow and do the same thing down the line. But why should Donovan want out at this point? We traded the guy you wanted out allegedly. And I'm not saying he does, but I, there will be others that will ask for, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You go back 20 years. I, maybe you can tell me, I, I don't re- recall there being a lot of requests for trades and things like that 20 years ago. And maybe that's because there's less media then than there is now. Uh, but I think since you've seen these stars like Anthony Davis and now Kevin Durant, since you've seen them basically just force trades, I, I think it's opened the door for, more and more people to try to do it you know i'm not saying donovan mitchell is going to ask for a trade it's been a rumor that potentially i guess could happen we do know that he wants to win we do know he wants to go to new york and we do know that he thinks he's a big deal and so i would not be surprised if he does um this is a quote from damian lillard the players are so friendly now i think in the past it was like 
Jordan probably didn't go out searching and trying to get guys to come join him. It was like they were competing against each other. Now it's, well, they got three stars on their team, so I know this guy and that guy. I'm going to try to get them to come on my team. So I, I think there, I think it goes all the way back to AAU. I think the AAU circuit kind of ruined basketball just because guys on were switching teams, and there really wasn't, like, you grew up with these guys, and you're battling against the cross-city dudes your whole life. It's like, oh, we picked this guy, this guy, this guy from all over the country, really, and we come together for one tournament, and then the next tournament we have a whole new group of guys, and we're meeting a whole bunch of good basketball players, and now we're just friends all the time, and you're never, like, part of a real team. You're just kind of an individual basketball player that's part of this collective AAU circuit. That's a, I think that's a really good point. I, I mean, that's well, well put, but I, I agree. Like it's hard to be a fan, you know I mean? It's hard to be a fan every three or four years, your entire roster is turning over, you know, back in the day we root for Stockton and Malone. We rooted for Stockton for what, 19 years. I mean, that's, do you have something to get behind a root? Now we have players that like Rudy Gobert, had he stayed in Utah, had we kept him, had we not made that trade, that's a guy that you retire his number in the rafters and, and maybe still do. But I think they I just, retire Rudy. And they, they very well can, but that's what I'm saying. But it just makes it hard to be a fan, right? Like it makes it hard to be a fan of a team and you're more fans of players as you get to know them than you are necessarily a team. I mean, I'm a jazz fan, but golly, every three, four years, I got to be a fan of just completely new guys. So just yeah, an interesting I, point. I, I think I think some of it goes back to the whole decision thing with LeBron going and teaming up with his buddies. Because, like, there were super teams before, like, even as early as the Boston Celtics. But that was, like, guys were traded for. Like, it was kind of the GM, the owners were making trades for guys. Whereas LeBron was like, I'm going to go team up with my buddy Dwayne Wade, my buddy Chris Bosh, and we're going to win X amount of championships. And I think that it kind of – set the tone for the rest of the league where guys are seeing that happen. And I mean, you see Kevin Durant or let's take James Harden. James Harden wants to go to, he wants to get out of Houston. He wants to go team up with his buddies and he goes to his buddies and then he turns out he doesn't like that. So he wants to go play with another team. And so he gets traded there um, or like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, like joining up, joining forces up in Brooklyn. And I don't know. I feel like that, that is definitely more the trend now than it used to be. Whereas it used to be like, kind of what Brandon, Brandon was saying with, you know, back in the day you had rivals and stuff. It's like back in the day you, you fought to get over the hump and try and beat those teams. Whereas now it's like, well, if you can't beat them, join them kind of a mentality, yep. which is super annoying. And I Dude, think you I see love. a few players. Like I'm impressed by Bradley bill. I'm impressed by Damian Lillard. They've stayed the course, you know, Steph Curry, he stayed the course, even when things looked bad in golden state. So there's some guys you're, you're still happy. I mean, I'm, I root for those guys for the fact that they do that. Yeah. And, and I'll, and I'll say this. Have any of these super teams really worked? Miami worked. The Warriors them, worked. I, I, I agree it worked, but not the way that they thought it would. Right? Like True. He didn't win yeah. the first year. True. Chris Bosh ended up not being even relevant to the whole thing. It was mostly just LeBron with like some average players around him. I washed up D Wade and 
Chris Bosh, and then he went to Cleveland and did the same thing with Kyrie. But I mean, they've tried to the Boston the Boston Super Team worked one year, so I'd say that one worked too. But that was like we say a trade and not a free st- free agent thing. See, but I appreciate the Daryl Morey of in Philly because Harden could have just went and signed with Philadelphia in the offseason, which he knew. And so he wasn't just going to give, um, or sorry, uh, the Nets, I mean. Like, they, like how that trade occurred, like Harden could have just went to Philly in the offseason. Like, Daryl Morley got impatient, got rid of Simmons. I mean, Simmons is who knows when what he's going to do, but I appreciated that the Nets said, like, we're not just, or, and, and the Sixers, they told Simmons, like, we're not trading you just for anybody. We're going to get whatever we want here. And I appreciate that the Nets couldn't be patient enough and shipped Harden out when they could have just signed him as a free agent three months later. I like when teams stick it to players. Big fan. If I were the Nets in this current situation, I would, I'd be looking to ship Kyrie, which I know there's not a huge market for him, but I would not be looking to offload Kevin Durant. Like, I don't think that he's, unless you get a huge, a huge haul for, for him, obviously, but like if you're getting lowballed. I mean, he's still got four years, and, like, he's not going to just not play. Like, I think that for him, legacy counts. And so he's still going to play, and he's still going to try and win. Um, but, I, I mean, Kevin Durant, Durant wants out. Like, if you can get a good deal, sweet. If not, then you're stuck with us. He signed a deal with us for four years. Um, well, I, I think it's going to be hard to get a deal. Like you're saying, it's going to be hard to get a good deal because Rudy Gobert really set the market, right? Like, you you basically now want at least one all star and another really good role player and five picks minimum, I mean that's a, or else it's not worth it. Like how do you take a trade less than what Rudy Gobert got? I think it's hilarious that Kyrie gave the Nets a list of teams, and then they went to all those teams and those teams were like oh, no 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 thanks we're not really we're interested. Good. <laughs> Kyrie had this big list of like seven teams he was willing to play for. The Lakers were the only ones to answer the phone. Yeah. I know we've we've talked about it a little bit before, but man, I would love to see Ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook together on the same floor. That'd be hilarious. I'd love to see Westbrook and Kyrie Irving get traded. That would be great. It would be sad for Kevin Durant to be stuck with Westbrook and Ben Simmons, though. Kevin Durant and Westbrook again, man. That was maybe but, the most frustrated I've ever been as a basketball fan in general is when those two were together in Oklahoma City. And Kevin Durant might have been at his best that he's ever been. And Russell Westbrook just kept using all the possessions. <laughs> it was pretty fun. <laughs> oh, he's so, it's, it's amazing to me that he's still an all-star. And that people still trade big for him. Like he's basically everybody knows that you cannot win with him. I don't know why people keep trying it. Why do people keep trying it? It's mind boggling, but I, I don't want to get too far off tangent, but I do think it's important to throw this in there that this same problem we're having in the NBA, that that same virus has now worked its way over into the NFL. I mean, now we got great man screwed us all over Tom Brady switching teams. What a worthless dude that dude is starting to bring that trash into another sport. I just wanted to make that one comment. 
Um, I just want to make it clear that Tom wasn't offered a contract by the Patriots. He didn't leave by choice. He would have signed with the Patriots had they agreed to give him a two-year deal and they wouldn't do it. So Patriots the guy smart, can't man. even decide if he's retired or not. Yeah. The Patriots are not smart. He won a Super Bowl the very next year, got to the second round of the playoffs the second year, and now is back for a third year for a playoff run. Dude, so, all right. Very excited. Let's take out the quarterbacks from the Patriots and from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The remaining roster, who would you rather go with? Tampa's. Yeah, I agree. So I'm not, I'm not shocked yet. But you should be shocked because before Tom got there, they hadn't been to the playoffs in 15 years, hadn't won a Super Bowl in 20 years with the exact same roster other than Tom and Gronk. No, not the same roster at all. Yes, same key place, same key people. Antonio Brown. The man ran off the field, took off his clothes. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to get us way off track. I just think that this podcast isn't what it is unless we talk about the disgrace of the legacy that Tom Brady has is and isn't. Joseph, would you rather have Tom Brady play point guard for the Utah Jazz or Coach K be on the rock or on the coaching staff of the Jazz? Well, I like Tom Brady, so that's an easy question. I don't like Coach K. But one would be a far more of a liability. But, like, what, what would be – I would get to see Tom play anytime I wanted. The Jazz suck anyways. They lose every time you ever believe in them. So why, what would be the difference? <laughs> how many minutes The difference is, is I'd get to see Tom, yet we still lose. And, how Scott, many ask, is you're asking a Minnesota – you asked a Minnesota Timberwolves fan that question. I don't that's understand – I, obviously he doesn't care about the jazz. So of course he wants a bad player, a bad athlete to be on their team. So Joe, can you give me a little, a quick hot take on your uh, T-Wolves? How are they going to look this next year? I think they're going to be a top three team. I, if not top two, I mean, I'm a big fan. I think Carl Anthony Towns is a baby, but I think he's going to be better this year. I mean, he already was awful on defense, but now he genuinely doesn't have to care about defense and he can just be him. But what's he going to do? He's going to go out and guard Ooh. Carl Anthony Towns. He's going to go out and guard stretch fours on the perimeter. I'm better than what they did last year was their five last year. Who was, what did they do last year? He played the five. And who was their four though? Malik Beasley. Vanderbilt. Oh yeah. Vanderbilt. Or Beasley. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a believer. What? Well, tell me this. Here's a question for you as a Timberwolves fan. In splitting minutes, we obviously know who the four main starters, but when they're in rotation, they're going to split minutes, obviously. Do you think Rudy plays with um, D'Angelo, or do you think Rudy plays with Anthony? I think he plays – I think he plays both. Well, what I mean is they're going to have to sit two and play – you know what I mean? They're going to rotate them. So, I mean, one's going to be the main guy for – if that's what you're, if that's the scenario, then I think D'Angelo Russell, you pair with Rudy to run pick and roll. Then, yeah, and then Anthony and then with Cat with, um Cat to run pick and pop. And obviously, there's going to be a lot of overlap, but you're going to have to look at those scenarios, right? 
I mean, Ant can come off the Ant can come off the screen and attack the rim. I think maybe more aggressively and better than D'Angelo Russell. But D'Angelo Russell can facilitate a Rudy on a roll and hit the three if they go under. So, I mean, that's what I would do. And I'm amazed. I, I thought for sure we could get D'Angelo in that trade. I'm amazed that we got – we basically selected all of Minnesota's garbage and left them all their good players. I, I was not a fan of the trade. Everyone's saying it was a great trade. I'm still not well, a what, fan. What else would we have gotten? D'Angelo? You really couldn't even say, like, a player that would have been a good deal. Like, name one player that a team would be willing to give up that would match what Rudy brought to the Jazz. Well, yeah, we're not going to match it exactly, but, like, I would rather have D'Angelo, right? Like, why don't we tell well, him why would we trade? We why would we trade we for D'Angelo when we've got Donovan and Mike Conley? We don't need D'Angelo. Now we trade for Mike Connolly and get Mike Connolly out of there. Play D'Angelo and Donovan. That's a good backcourt. Now you got a legit backcourt. Mike's washed up. Clearly, Mike's better days are behind him. I just read an article right before this podcast of one of the jazz writers' first – it was his first depth chart, and he has Patrick Beverly over Mike Connolly on his depth chart. And, I mean, maybe we think that's way off, but I really don't think it is. I think the better days of Mike Connolly are behind him, and – we need to trade him. Well, I think we need to trade him because of cap reasons. I mean, we are. Well, that's true, too. We are over the cap, and we don't have anybody. I just read a rumor that Dallas is interested in, in Bogey. I love Bogey, man. Well, Bo- Bogey's the one good player. Yeah, we have Donovan and Bogey. I was about to say that. We don't have anybody. We have two players, Donovan and Bogey. It's essentially what we have. I think you could probably get some value for Clarkson. Yeah, Clarkson will carry a little. Mike Conley will carry a little. Patrick Beverly carries a little. If you could get Mike Conley off the books, you'd have some room to work. But if this is the roster as presently constituted, I mean, it's going to be a long year. Yeah, the, the center position is horrible. Absolutely horrendous. We're going to have to play a lot of small small ball minutes. Who who we have? We have that new guy. Azabuki and Walker. We got Azabuki. That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Gage, you're um, playing that stretch five. And Hassan, yeah, Hassan, is, Hassan technically still could resign with us. Yeah. I was kind of intrigued by not picking up some of our guys, like Joe Ingles? Eric Pascal, for instance. Well, yeah, Joe Ingles. That one, that one kind of hurt. But Eric Pascal, like, wasn't his his thing like? Just to, like two million bucks or something. I don't know. I I kind of feel like that basically we were doing whatever it took to make Donovan happy, bringing in guys that Donovan liked, and I feel like now what you're seeing is Danny Ainge is basically saying like I don't care, I don't I don't I'm going to do what I think is best for us, and I'm going to get rid of dudes that this isn't we're not paying people to be your friend. I'm going to pay someone multiple you know, $2 million. So you have a friend on the team. And that's what do you want the statement. What do you think the jazz do then? Do you think the jazz are just going to blow it all up? And Donovan, or do you think they're really going to build around him? That's another interesting question. Like, what do you do? You have three options. You can blow it up and rebuild, or you can, the other one is to retool. Right. And I, I mean, 
that's the problem. We're just we're discussing the very problem. Who do you retool with? There's nobody out there to retool with. Your only hope think, is you. Go ahead. I don't think Aiton is the answer. No, he's not. I think the answer is we have three draft picks next year, and next year is supposed to be one of the deepest drafts uh, in recent memory. And so I think you just basically are thrown away this year and you're hoping you get super, super good draft picks that are, are NBA ready players next year that could make a difference. I was looking at like what other the option NBA is there? players in the league. I don't like any of them. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like if I could hand select any of them, I'd be like, well, I'd take Steph, but he's not leaving. I take LeBron, but he's not leaving. Then after that, I'm like, I don't really – maybe Joel Embiid and Jokic, they're not leaving. Nope. So, I mean, what do you do now? I mean, you try to pair someone with Donovan, make a run, but I don't think there's anyone that you could pair with but Donovan. A trade's the only way. A trade's the only way. And the only available trade right now is – I was hoping Damian Lillard, because there's early rumors of that, but I think that the Trailblazers retooled enough that he's not an option anymore. So I think it's down to Kevin Durant. I mean, I don't know. What do you think about what if we got Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero? Hero's nothing. Hero's for who? The problem is, is you're going to get them for who? Who are we trading for them? Just, just say Conley and picks. Yeah, then I would do it because I we need to get rid of Conley. So I would I would go with that. The thing, Gold State's good, obviously. Minnesota just got better. Memphis is going to be really good. Dallas can be really good. They got Christian Wood there. Um, Pelicans are good. Blazers Pelicans are, good. are good. Nuggets I just are good. Feel like, I just can't – yeah, the Nuggets are going to be good because they've got Jamal Murray coming back and they've got, um, you know, Jokic and they, they're a good team. Um, the only crappy team in the entire – the Clippers will be good. The only crappy team is the Kings. Like the Kings are the yeah. only team you can say for sure – are not making the playoffs. But I, I feel like I don't see a scenario where we retool around Donovan to have a super competitive team in the next year or two. I don't either. That's that's, that's why I'm thinking my, my prediction is they're, they're, you know, playing it, playing it close there. They're, they're not going to say that they're wanting to trade Donovan. They're saying they want to build around him, but I think they're going to trade Donovan. So do you Just think Donovan – do you think Donovan ever cared if Rudy was traded or not? Either way, he's leaving. That's kind of what I think. Yes. Yes, I think Donovan's out of here when his contract's over. But I'm, your only hope now is that he doesn't demand a trade, right? That he plays it out, his contract. You know, Locke, Locke had some interesting comments on the Rudy Gobert trade saying, I don't know that based on this trade, the Jazz really went into the summer saying we got to trade Rudy. Because if someone comes to you and says, here's five first-round picks, I mean, at, at that point, it's, like, hard to say no to anything, you know? I, right. I think that if I was a GM, if I was a GM of a team, this is a, how I'd look at it. And it's kind of like Moneyball, right? Like, I think that what you do is you have to take the name and the player out of it completely, and you're just – you're playing – a you're playing a truly numbers game. You turn one pick into five picks, right? You took an undrafted player in Royce O'Neal and you turn him into a pick. And I think that's all you're doing. You're just counting picks. Like, how do we, 
get better, higher picks. And then if you get better, higher picks on your team over time, you're going to win. I mean, the, not all high picks, you know, not all Anthony Bennett didn't pan out, but in the numbers, in the scheme of things, scheme of things, the higher picks pan out better than the lower picks. So if you can over time, whether it's the player or it's future picks, if you have higher picks on your team, you're going to win. I think that's what Danny Ainge does. I really do. I think he doesn't care about the player at all, and he just looks at the, the number. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would love to have Donovan here for his entire career, but I don't see it happening. So at this point, like, what can we get? What can we get for him? You know, as far as I mean, I, I'm all in. Let's get picks, you know. Let's just get multiple first round picks, try to package those and move up into the lottery. That way. Yeah, I agree. All right. And if Minnesota's good the next three years, like I suspect they will be, those picks are going to be nothing. <clears throat> Who? Minnesota. Yeah. Well, they're nothing except for the depth of this next draft is super deep. So even your 20s are good guys in this next draft, supposedly. But can you combine a 22 and a 24 and trade up to a 17 and then combine that with the 2000? 16 pick and or 2026 pick and move up to 11 you know elders i have to jump on a work call i'm sorry well i think we had a very effective meeting here yeah that's good i'll commit to be more available i'll be you decide i'm free any that's not accurate i'm free monday and tuesday next week for a podcast and Friday and Sunday. Hey, one quick question before you leave. Are we combining the two different podcasts that we did today into one? Or are we going to release them separately and have two different ones done today? <laughs> I think the first one goes in the archives is like that's gonna no, be footage. Release that sucker. Release release that sucker. It'd be, that'd be, it'd be like two deleted scenes. Yeah. Deleted scenes from the office. Outtakes. I love you all. I'm all about efficiency. How about hey, efficiency? Jokes. We got two done today. <laughs> that's what we need to start doing we start filming multiple at one sitting yeah well we do we just need to shut up and redo the thing every so often and we can we could get two or three in there all right guys disappointed in scott but i love the rest of you hey i love you all <laughs> See all right you made it to the end of the podcast which means you should probably reevaluate your life choices 